0: Yeah. There he is. Hey, what's up, Orny? Howie? Yeah. 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 I, I was just waiting for a signal from you. We did. You did my podcast, and I wanted to know. You said you'd let me know when you wanted it up. I just wanted.
1: I thought you were gonna put it up already.
0: I've been waiting for you.
1: I, I thought you hated the episode,
0: so you didn't put it up. I thought. You I hated- thought you were mad at me. No, I thought you were mad at me. I thought you were mad at me. I'm serious. No
1: fucking way. I love the
0: episode. Okay, I'm going to roll it now. Okay. Welcome to Howie Mandel Does Stuff. I'm Howie Mandel. This is...
2: Jacqueline Schultz.
0: My daughter. Yeah. It's amazing. That I procreated.
1: This is the first time you've ever mentioned that you have a daughter to me.
0: You didn't know I had a daughter?
1: No, but I was waiting for you to tell me you had a daughter.
0: You've been waiting? That's what you've been waiting <laughs> yes. for?
1: Yes.
2: Weren't you at the Super Bowl party? I was. was. You... Yeah, I was there. Yeah. We met.
0: Yeah, oh that's right. It's
2: the second time. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you just met and you didn't know that was my daughter. No, I don't know what uh I don't know where we're going with this, but yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Ornie Adams. Ornie Adams is our guest today, the amazingly funny, witty uh, star of Teen Wolf, stand-up. Teen Wolf was probably what most uh, young people know you from.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's interesting. It's uh, it's uh, the one thing I've done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've done other things. Not really. Not really. Like, outside of comedy, that's the one thing. You're comedy, it, and you're a ranter. You're a really good ranter. I, I guess. I mean, we should all be ranting. There's There's a lot of stuff that we should be upset about. What's bothering you right now? Do you want to guess what I had for dinner last night?
0: Do I want to guess? It seems like it wouldn't be a fun game, but uh, (laughs) protein? No, no, no,
1: I had had, uh, corn on the cob for dinner. Okay. Uh That was it. Uh That was it. And I was thinking, like, it was almost dinner time. Mm -hmm. I live alone. I'm single. And I thought, uh, what What should I have for dinner? How old are you?
0: 51. 51 and single? Yeah.
1: Wow. I did it.
0: (laughs) I did
1: it. I, I am a role model for anybody that wants to survive in this lifetime with a little bit of sanity and everything that uh, you've made or whatever.
0: And you think you're really selling your lifestyle? <laughs> I think
1: I am. I'm alone, in, I'm, I'm, alone I'm, with corn. I'm, 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 He's got a saying, corn on the cob. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me explain why. Okay, go ahead. So uh, a neighbor brought. I live in a beautiful neighborhood where people come by. They they have offerings. They drop corn? stuff on
0: corn. you you live on a.
1: Fun. No, his in laws live near Sequoia National Park and they're farmers and they had all this extra corn. And he gave me a bag of corn on the cob. And I thought I should have this for dinner. Now, is this a sign of growing old? Is it like if you were a kid and your parents said, We're having corn on the cob for dinner, you'd say that's a side dish.
2: But no, wait, it's similar to like a stuffed baked potato. That's a meal?
1: No, because it's stuffed with, you know, sometimes there's meat in there, chicken. Well, what did you put on your corn? Butter and salt. That's it. I boiled it and ate four years of corn so, for dinner. So is this, I, Howie, I'm asking you, is this old age that I accept it? I
0: can't, the only thing that's going through my mind is all the kernels you're going to find in your shit today. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: doesn't even occur to you. Last night, you're not thinking about tomorrow. You're thinking about last night. That's it,
0: that's it. With seeing the colonel in the colonel? No, I I
1: wouldn't, I wasn't thinking that forward. I was thinking I've got to get through dinner. Do you want a
2: tidbit of information about kernels of corn in your poop?
1: I I guess. Yeah, so. My daughter is so (laughs) informed. Go ahead. You
2: know how it looks like full, undigested kernels of corn when you poop it out. Yes. It's actually just the skin. Hold on. Al- My brother Alex told me this, so it might be a lie. But it's actually just the skin that's not digested. And the reason mm. why it looks full is because it's your poop that stuffed it and in full inside.
0: Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot more than I needed to know. But, uh, <laughs> more is you that know, true? <laughs> I don't know. That's what she's been told. Okay, so you had corn last night. Yeah. That's it? That's well, the whole I think story? That that's,
1: I think it's, it's interesting because... You know, as a kid,
0: I would never, corn was a crappy side dish. So you're fascinated by the fact that you can do whatever you want. No,
1: I'm fascinated by the fact that I've come at this point in my life to accept that corn on the cob could be a meal. That as a child, as a child, if your parents said we're having pickups,
0: you were shocked. Oh, wow, what a rebel. You couldn't believe Are you it. single? Are you single? Yeah. Like I mean, like a, a dating. I know you're not married, but I think are... everybody dates now. There's a lot of dating that. So goes do you on. feel by telling these stories publicly that this is going to attract a female to you? I, don't... I would love to have corn with you. Like Howie, I have never in my life ever
1: thought I'm gonna tell stories that's gonna help me get laid. I've never thought I'm gonna tell stories or routines so it advances my career. I'm not
0: That's not true. That is true. That's not true. That is absolutely true. I am not calculating at all. Well, I think that, can I, I'll digress for just a second. So I came to know you in 2002. And for those that uh, aren't aware, you, di- you became kind of notorious on The Comedian, which is a uh, documentary by, uh, 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 it was produced by Seinfeld, right? Mm-hmm. By Jerry Seinfeld. Right. So wasn't the whole thing that you were overly calculating?
1: Don't you, uh, was I overly calculating? No, no, no. I always wanted to advance my career. I always wanted more. I still want more. What I'm saying is I don't sit there. If, if my team said, you should do jokes about this right now, because this is what's trendy or maybe you shouldn't yell as much on stage or I, I don't make those sort of switches. I do
0: what I want to do. And wherever With goes, the intent it of advancing, which mm. I think you're amazing. I, I, I'm going to take this. I'm going to go, and I, I don't know if, if it's something you want to talk about, but I feel that you are, I, I respect you. And I respect you because you kind of blaze your own trail and have reinvented yourself more than a couple of times, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you not think that, is that a good description of what you were doing? Because... How, how do you, you feel? How do you feel about you the say, comedian? How would you say I reinvented myself? Uh, can I be totally honest? And if you want me to cut this out, I'll cut this out. No. I feel that uh, no. No, no, no! Don't cut anything out. Okay. Ever in the comedian, uh, you know, um, it was following a young comedian's path to um, the next level. Right, and you were chosen as the next committee. Everybody was in that movie, you know, Seinfeld and Cosby, and ev- everybody was right. in there. And and through, and their- we're
1: still talking about me. Cosby was in the documentary. Cosby's in jail, and I'm still the most controversial part of that documentary. That <laughs> documentary was pro- executive produced by Harvey Weinstein. Right, and let's still talk about me. <laughs> Let's talk about reinventing. You want to talk about reinvention? Bill Cosby has reinvented himself. That's for sure. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's reinvented himself. That's for sure. I'll say it. You can say whatever you want about me and the choices I've made in my life, whether I want to eat corn on the cob for dinner. But I'll tell you something. I'm not sitting in it's a jail brilliant. cell
0: right now, am I? That is brilliant. That is brilliant. I've never heard that take on it. But the truth was that it was, for all intents and purposes, the debacle of some opportunities uh-huh. right is that not what the the storyline was you know in I, the comedy community i'm just saying we, yeah. we, we used to say did you see that documentary with orney adam i mean like he just he had the he had jerry seinfeld's manager who had just recently passed away mm-hmm. uh george and he and he had these opportunities to do the Tonight show to do jfl and mm-hmm. things like that and we watched you kind of in that moment self-destruct no
1: Ah. Uh, I wouldn't say self-destruct.
0: Well, you're here today, so you didn't destruct.
1: I would say it's more... Uh, I. They followed me. The spotlight was on me. Uh, maybe I didn't handle it correctly. I wouldn't handle it like that today. I think when I had to perform at JFL, I didn't do as well as I could have done. Right. I take responsibility for everything I said in that documentary. I said that. It's not a hologram. I was there. <laughs> I said that. Right. But it was, you know, you can take things, you know, show business, and you can position them. You cannot include everything. You can sort of like, okay, if you quote Shakespeare, right, and you say, you know what my favorite Shakespeare quote is? Go ahead. Not to be. Not to be. To be or not to be? No, no. That wasn't in the documentary, to be or not to be. Not to be. Meaning, you can take things out of context you can take half of it and you can show it and i think that that's part of this story which is now coming to light people are starting to sort of realize what might have really taken place in fact i've reached out to that documentary the crew uh the producers of it and i've asked them for actual footage of
0: moments so you, it was so well, this is the first time hearing this so you you believed I mean, you believe it is. You're telling me that we did not—that was um, constructed or reconstructed in editing to seem like what was happening was not happening. No, I'm saying you can tell a story. You can juxtapose. You can position people to look
1: any way you want them to look. I, I don't. I don't know because I'm very close to this. But I believe I was put in that to tell a story, a counter story to Jerry Seinfeld, who
0: executive produced. What is your relationship with Jerry? A documentary that he's in. What is the what is your relationship now with Jerry? Zero. Uh, I have none. Is there animosity? No. Was there?
1: No, Um. I think so. I think the animosity came from me expecting him to do more for me and help me and give me a lifeline. Because when that came out, you know, I... I was 28 years old when we started filming that. And I was unaware of show business. I just couldn't believe. I couldn't believe that I was being paid, you know, after sag scale to shoot this thing every day. It was an enormous amount of money to stay in New York and shoot this thing and I was chosen. I never thought that it would do anything but good for me.
0: And then George came on board and george shapiro who is uh, the manager the executive producer of seinfeld Seinfeld, you know and uh he managed a lot of big names right shapiro west
1: and you know in regards to seinfeld you know when my not my last special the one before that takes the third came out right he he called me and he was so support he's always been very very supportive of my comedy to me Right to me, and I asked him, "Could you go out there? Could you tell the people? Could you help me? You know, like well, <laughs> that, Howie, I couldn't. When that that came out, I couldn't get work. What? I was in trouble. There are places. The punchline in San Francisco still will not book me based on that.
0: Based on that,
1: and I work all over the world. And I but, think and I've worked with you. I did a, I've I've worked with you on on developing.
0: I've worked worked with you doing stand up. Uh, and I will continue to work with you. But, but was, did he not, was the intent, and I'm talking about a documentary that maybe a lot of uh, young people haven't seen. You didn't see it, right? No. But, it, but I thought that they decided to, or Seinfeld decided that you were the next big thing and the way it turned out was happenstance. Like I thought that the fact that he did the documentary on you was incredibly supportive, no?
1: I, I, I do believe before it went to Merrimax. There, there was another version that was kinder to me. It showed me getting a development deal with Warner Brothers. It showed me packing up and moving to Los Angeles. And there were more clips of my standup comedy and there was more balance. And then when I went to Merrimax, I felt sort of vilified. Like I feel like they spun it differently. And I, and I, think, he, I think he was supportive. I do, because we would watch it together. We would watch it together and he'd go, that's me, that's me. That, I, used to, I used to say the exact same thing, but I, you know, I was smart enough not to say it on camera. And one time he flew me to New York uh, to show me a cut of it and took me out in the streets and he showed me, I'm going to show you how to be famous, how to sign autographs. This is going to make you huge. And I do believe he felt that. I do. And I think- And you
0: saw it too before it was released.
1: But yeah, I mean, I'm not smart enough to understand
0: Hollywood. I'm not. You understand it. I'm, I'm always baffled. I still get baffled. I will, I will post something, and it'll—I'll be vilified for a moment, and I go, "What is, what is wrong with this?" But or you don't we talk f- about this all the time. You don't feel like you—you you play the. Can we call it a game? You don't play the game well. I think the game is—is is life. You know, you—you d- you never know. And I think we live in a world right now. Me and Jackie always talk about it, where um, perception outweighs. Um, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? reality Reality. yeah context you know um you know if you take something out of context as you said with uh, shakespeare you know then or not to be not to be is the thing but and i find that all of us and
2: intent doesn't really matter nowadays either
0: so tell me how the so so but i I think when you saw
1: the final cut absolutely and i think and i was i think i was happy with it i think because I understood my personality I understood the character I was doing on that documentary it's the same character I do on Teen Wolf which is a massive the show's a hit and the character is is a massive hit which I think is what's your mm,
0: character name on there
1: I'm coach coach, coach Finstock but I think we just shot a movie right we just shot a movie this this summer that's coming out in a month and I, I think that the writing again, I, I I'm going to blame the producers on both. My character on Teen Wolf worked so well because of the writing, and the producing, and the way they put me within the show. That's it. And I feel like I was leaning on Jerry to help
0: me. Could you give me that life? I I I was dependent on. But can I just say something? Yeah, this is the first time hearing about this. You saw the final cut. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was. Well, I think just the fact that he chose you as the as the element for the comedian, you are the comedian. Um, and and you had all this high power behind you and you saw the, you know, you were speaking out loud. I don't think they, the uh, Miramax, George would know how it was going to be taken. In fact, you even looked at yourself and didn't know how it would be, it was going to be taken. The fact that the it was maybe taken out of context or misinterpreted or um is no one's fault, right? Well, I don't you think... believe
2: do you believe from what I'm hearing is you don't know Hollywood. You weren't doing anything for Hollywood, but you were counting on people that do perhaps know Hollywood and how it may be perceived to kind of give you a lifeline and make sure that it wasn't perceived a certain way or no, affect you negatively
1: No, 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 no. It, you can't public perception is public perception. I accept that. I accept I'm in this documentary. I do not believe I was put in this documentary to be destroyed. Some people do feel that. What I was asking from Jerry at the time was, hey, you you know, you say all these things about me and my comedy privately. Could you go out? Could you support me? And I think that that um, sort of was off-putting to him, which I I, I can understand at this point. I wouldn't ask at this point. And I don't think there's any bitter. I mean, I, the phone could ring right now, and it could be it could be him. I mean,
0: do, do you feel there's any upside to have to have done that? Listen,
1: let's get back to your
0: perception of me because uh, my you perception tell me, of you, you is tell a, me. I think you're a really funny, um, talented man who has uh, you know this journey that we continue to have in life and in our careers and in Hollywood is a uh, it's it's not a smooth path. And sometimes those dips are incredibly public. Sometimes they're private. Sometimes they're in our personal lives. Sometimes, you know, a a wall will go up just creatively for no other reason that, you know, it's a a mental block. You um, happen to um, open the door to a a particularly uh, vulnerable time in one's career and uh, it's not all fun and games, and it's not all bright and cheery, and it's not all, and we, everybody has inner thoughts, and we say things, and we say things to family members, we say things to agents, we say things to producers, we say things to coworkers. workers um, If you make the choice to allow a documentary team in there, I mean, you've kind of signed off on that. I, I kind of, when I first watched it and I watched it when it came out, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And it was amazing to, um, I think a lot of people don't rise to the, I think everybody's where they need to be or where they, we are, um, 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 You know, we can look at other people and go, why did he or she get this? And why didn't I get this? And I think that we are our own, the result of our own actions. And sometimes, and all of us make bad decisions Mm -hmm. and say bad things. And, you know, I think that's what this was. So I think you made some bad decisions. Like, and so did I. I don't think you made any worse decisions than I've ever made. I don't think you've said anything that I haven't said um i've been lucky enough that it hasn't been publicly displayed and even today you know i just told you like even in in the last little while because i work for the man you know i'm i'm on broadcast television and stuff and i'm i'm also pretty uh active on many different platforms as far as digital and i'll post something that i think is funny and get hardly slammed for it and lose opportunities for, for something digital that you post. Like what? Uh, Give me an example. Well, I don't want to repeat it because I don't want to <laughs> lose him again. But I will say, like, it, it, it the equivalent of, you know, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, that's his... Uh, he was a really good friend of mine. That's his act uh, right there. His uh, wife sent me his, his act. That's what he... Oh, that's his, that's his set list right before he goes on. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey did a, a, you know, an inappropriate joke about the tsunami and lost the whole Affleck thing. Right. You know, I've done things like that, that, you know, which I... I'm playing, uh, clo- I'm playing it like close to me right now. I could tell you things, I could repeat things, and I could lose things right now. I didn't know that, you know, five years ago that doing that or saying that. Are these things that. you were saying currently, or yes. are these things from your past that surfaced? Uh, no, even up? currently, I'm wow. always treading that. Yeah, you know. And then when you say things like you say, maybe in the name of humor, it could be perceived as, uh, you know, politically incorrect. Right and then uh, people can feel like that's that political incorrectness is how you feel and who you are and it's not. But the
1: responsibility of comedy and comedians is to push those boundaries and to create uncomfortableness. That is the duty of the comedian
0: and to get people thinking. Here's another thing. We're in another ad now. I want to talk Can I talk about Masterworks for a second?
2: Uh-huh, you can.
0: Okay, you know what Masterworks is? Yes. So it takes <laughs> real pieces of art which mm-hmm. have incredible value. And the average person, including myself, who's watching and listening to this podcast, can't afford, you know, to invest in a Picasso or a great piece of art until now. Because Masterworks will take great pieces of art and split them into uh, Uh, little pieces of ownership so when you make that investment Mm -hmm. it is a safer in more interesting investment than just going to the stock market or crypto or any of those this is a good investment right
2: yeah you can invest in fine art like you said And the art is worth millions and it's not nfts like you just said it's picassos monets Banksy's. so In fact, they just sold another painting. Just a few weeks ago in early November, Masterworks sold a painting for 17.8% net return. They've sold one just while they've been a sponsor. So, how's that for results? For what? Results. Results? Results. Am I saying that wrong?
0: It's results. Results. Not results. (laughs) It's results. No.
2: That brings Masterworks' last three sales to 17, 21, and 33% net return. How's
0: that for results?
2: (laughs) It's results. (laughs) paintings have even sold out in minutes on masterworks so you can skip their waitlist today when you sign up with our special link masterworks.art slash howie that's masterworks.art slash howie to skip their waitlist see important regulations aid disclosures at masterworks.com slash cd good results (laughs) you'll get results Go ahead. There's a difference, though, between... I mean, you're treading a line between comedian. You're not just straight comedian because right. you're also on network television, and which has a ton of sponsors. Sure. So therefore, you have to be a little bit cleaner and can't really push the boundaries as much as you can if you are just a comedian. That's
0: right. Do you find about being... Like, just being on Teen Wolf? Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so oh, it's oh, put oh. added pressure on you. Absolutely. Right. You have to make that decision. You know, I was talking to um, Neil Brennan the other day, and, you know, I was saying that these guys and women out there you know, I was saying it's a scarier place. He goes, no, it's a freer place, but the, the it shifted. You know, uh, I said, these guys are on an island. And I realized that people like you and me are on the island. Network TV and uh, broadcast is an island. And then there are these people that don't give a shit, don't need it, who have these podcasts that are controversial, who are selling out stadiums and arenas three beautiful. times. They, they don't have to answer to anybody. It's beautiful. But To that end, they're also getting an incredible amount of blowback, which I don't know that I could handle, you Mm -hmm. know, whether that be on social media or whatever, just to hear the vitriol of... Yeah, I couldn't. No, I couldn't I'm not controversial for that reason. For that reason, but... Would
2: it affect you, comments, and other people's opinions? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It is. And I don't... I do like being misunderstood to an extent. So if you go on my social media, I make these videos making fun of rugby... Because it just, the game makes no sense to me at all. And they get millions of views. Right. And half of the community loves them. They get written up in rugby magazines. But then they're the hardcore people that just, the vitriol, it's amazing. I love poking that bear. So that
0: that doesn't bother
1: you? No, because I'm doing that on purpose. And they're not attacking, you know, they're not attacking me for something that I feel like, you know, with my stand-up, I feel like I'm really trying. With that, I'm not. I don't mind being attacked for something like that. That, to me, is funny, and I'm attacking their sport. So bring it on. Bring it on. So what so bothers you? what's the you?
2: line that you won't cross? But...
1: I, I I, just, uh, like, I don't talk about my personal life that much. I just, I, I, I'm very closed. I don't, I'm not as open as those people that are doing it, and they're very successful. But to me, it feels like you're selling a part of yourself, and uh, that's not for me. Yeah, but it's
0: also, you know. It's and
1: like... I admire them for that openness. I can't do it
0: it's not only openness listen if you want to climb mount everest you know you're going to get an amazing view you will get some notoriety but you it'll be harder to breathe there's no oxygen that's my that's my point right so when you travel when you go when you push the boundaries like people like Chappelle and and many others and bill burr they're gonna but they don't mind that they don't mind living in that thin air right you know what i mean and they're way up there and they're higher than any of us because they don't mind traversing through a place that has less it's harder to breathe Mm. you know and that's hard for me
1: yeah i get to the top of mount everest i take a picture and i get down it's it's really it's one of the reasons i'm it's one of the reasons i'm not signing up for this trip to mars there's no oxygen up there so why would i go to mars you don't do anything adventuresome I don't go to Mars.
0: Have you been to Mars? No, but I don't eat corn alone.
1: He doesn't get married. That's adventuresome.
0: Here's the problem. Have you been close to marriage?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been in love many times. Uh, You know, the thing with Mars, and I do want to get back to two other things, but the thing with Mars is, which nobody's calculating, is it's all of us going up there. It's all... The same people. We're gonna have the same problems up on. All the assholes here are coming with. You know, all the people here that think the Earth is flat. They're right. coming with us. Jeremy? They're gonna be on Mars. Jeremy.
0: Going- <laughs> Jeremy yeah. thinks the Earth is flat.
1: Yeah, he'll be up there going. You know what? Mars is flat too. I like Jeremy. We Jeremy love Jeremy. We
0: love Jeremy, but he—he he is. <laughs> there's no way to convince him this. Which one's th- Jeremy? The he's. Oh, the-
1: do you really think the Earth is flat? Uh, I don't. I don't believe in conspiracies now. Have you seen oh, wait. Jeremy. Wait. Have you seen aerial photography of the
0: earth? Yeah, it's flat. Why is this guy working for you? Is this- <laughs> you know what? He's, he's absolutely-, absolutely brilliant. He edits everything you see on this on this podcast. Yeah. He's really funny. He's really witty. I'm fascinated by the fact that when people hold this kind of information, but he's not joking. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say anything, Jeremy. I respect your view because if there's a... Do you respect his view? Well, because if there's a Flat
1: Earther uh, sponsor out there for one of, <laughs> one of my projects, Sponsoring. I'm not going to... You know, my podcast might have Flat Earther. So, I'm Jeremy, I respect... You might be... Hey, he might be right. So... <laughs> Do you really
0: believe he's right?
1: I, I want to say two two other things. One, <laughs> the level of how naive I was during Comedian. This is true. I believed... That George Shapiro was managing me or managers would manage you because they believed in your talent, not because there was any mo- I never thought about the monitor. Now, when I speak to my agents and managers, it's a, I think in my mind, how much money can I make them? Then they'll be more incentivized. So right. You didn't think that at No, Howie, I didn't. That's what I'm saying
0: don't you understand I'm not he just like I mean yes he, I George did. is actually a good guy right. he's a really good guy but when you business is business right and humanity is humanity and there is a blend of the two but to have interest or to spend you know I I, I had this guy in yesterday uh not on the on the podcast but um who who was who here um Doc McGee do you know who Doc McGee is Doc McGee uh, is the manager of Kiss and he Bon Jovi and Hootie and the Blowfish. And he's like 76 years old and he's still on the road with them. And I said, what do you do? What do you do all day? And he and he said, QTR. And I said, what is that? And he said, Qual- quality time remaining.
1: And that's how <laughs> we should
0: all live our life, you know, yeah. quality time remaining. If anybody's going to put, aside from talk about George specifically, who is an amazing family man, he was a husband, he was a, if you're going to go to work and his work was managing young comics and managing their career and building the career, it's the quality of that time is like, how can I make money? Is this guy, and I could see when I sit here with you, I can see why anybody who would meet you would go, oh my God. You're worth a lot of money, Orny, you really are. You could really rise to the occasion and be a superstar. And I I believe that you're on a even a second run right now. And that's why I say reinventing yourself because you were this journeyman comedian who was about to explode. I think we saw what happened in the comedian. And now you're the guy from Teen Wolf who still is doing uh, comedy specials. And you know I believe that you are on, as we talk to you here, you're on an upswing. You know, and and every day people are still, you know, exper- uh, uh, exploring and finding you. And I believe a lot of people who are listening and watching right now will go and look up uh, specials they haven't seen. They'll watch episodes of Teen Wolf to go, oh, my God, that's the guy. Or they'll go to that uh, documentary and watch well, that. It,
1: it is fascinating because, and, and thank you, by the way, and I appreciate it because I've, I, I do have such respect for you. I really I, re- I
0: respect you. I respect you for not giving up. Yeah, I, I had no other option. No, did, that I think more people give up than go than keep going. Go ahead.
2: Did that experience change the way you view people and trusting people mm. and how you view the world? Yeah, absolutely. So now you
0: was it soul crushing.
1: Mm, at times, you know, I I I, I saw a uh, a documentary about a golfer. I'm blanking on his name, and he blew two of the biggest tournaments. Of, I mean, he was up. So much that there was no way he was going to blow the final round, and he did. And they asked him, and he said, you know what? At this point, it's, I'm over it. It doesn't affect me anymore. And uh, I will say this. It will always be in my DNA and a part of me. I'll never get over it and uh i don't i don't trust people as much i don't trust the business and situations and um but at the same time but that could be a positive right at the same time it made me acutely aware of who i am as a human being and how people perceive me and it changed me in a way that i'm so grateful for that i don't think i would ever have changed like that if this wasn't there wasn't the impetus of this That's amazing. In the end, so when you say, oh, you know, I'm age 51 that there's still, you know, maybe the best is still ahead of me. I mean, is, don't you think in this business that's remarkable? To, to, I do, and it, but it's not unheard of. You know, you look at Rodney Dangerfield. So funny. We were on stage the other night and Whitney Cummings, I brought Whitney up right. on stage with this video. It's so funny. She had left something on the stage. And I said, get up here. And I, we were going to tell the story about being in Montreal together doing the Steve Martin Gala and what happened. And along the way, we just got derailed and we sort of were semi-roasting each other and laughing and having a great time. And at the end, she said... Um, just really beautiful sentiment she said you know before i get off a story about orney adams sometimes he's a brilliant comedian that i admire and i looked up to when i and still look up to in this business and sometimes this business gets it wrong and in
0: this case it did and he's our rodney dangerfield
1: and so well, it's that's so what funny i think that you
0: just said that but i think in the business getting it wrong or the world getting it wrong is what makes you the Rodney Dangerfield. It's what makes you, it gives you, you have to, you know, it's like, I, I, my analogy is more like boxing, but you gotta get hit and you gotta get knocked oh, yes. down in order to stand up and keep going. And those people that get knocked down and stand up are the people and are in it for the long haul. And the long haul hurts are the people that make it. Those people that get knocked down and go, oh shit, yeah, I can't take this, right. I'm out of this. Yeah. And that's a big, you know, there were so many people at the comedy store when I came out in the 70s and I was watching Richard Pryor. There's so many young comics of that day. I'm telling you, we're fucking brilliant. We're superstars. I mean, had the the wherewithal, not the wherewithal, had the material and the psyche to be a superstar that got hurt like you, got hurt like I have in the past, and walked away because life wasn't worth it. The career wasn't worth it. They couldn't see through the through the fog of right. whatever negative was happening and they're just not in the business anymore. Right. They're just not there. People give up people who are musicians. You know, they have one hit record and then they can't get a, another hit and they, stop writing and we never yeah. hear of them. The fact that you are sitting here today, the fact that you are not only sitting here today, but with amazing material, um, a great attitude, um, a hit show, a movie coming out, um, You know, specials that are being watched and you didn't give up because to be honest with you, when I watched that show, when I watched The Comedian, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't know you at that time. And I went, oh, he fucked it up. He fucked it up. And not only that, he's going to he's going to this is going to be a mirror for him to see how he fucked it up because I didn't know. Had no concept of whether there was any other footage or whether they the narrative wasn't exactly the way i was seeing it because it it, it kind of depicts itself that way i'm never going to hear him again i'm never going to see mm. this kid again ever again huh. and here i am 20 30 how many years 20. yeah 20 i mean it was uh it came out in twenty twenty 20 20 years later yeah sitting here amazed <laughs> by the career you're having the career which i believe is on its way up and and continues to be on its way up and with things to promote you're you're pr- it's it's really exciting and kind of inspirational to oh. anybody in any business in anything life is hard and mm. you're going to get kicked in the nuts yeah. and you got kicked in the nuts publicly yeah. and part of it you kicked yourself in the nuts what what did you
1: find so objectionable what what did what it my in that documentary that I was doing what what did you say what was the moment where you said this guy's an idiot what was it
0: uh, to, to be totally honest with you, my, my thought was you were this young kid who uh, was taken by the, uh, the hand. I would have done any, personally, I would have done anything George told me to do at that time. And you were kind of. Uh, did I? I don't. I don't recall that. What did? Was there something over something? Uh, overthinking? Uh, you know what you were going to do, the sets you were going to do, how you were going to do the set, saying no to things, saying uh, to anything. I just would go listen, and for the for the same by the same token. I am somebody who's afraid to say no. I say yes to absolutely everything. And I've made horrible mistakes by saying yes. Mm. I felt that my career was over three or four times over, not based on my, you know, just some of the movies that I did. And in the midst of the movies, understanding that this is really a piece of shit and it's not going my way and why, and then reading um, articles about Roseanne Barr, who was closer to what, you were you know in as far as being holding a standard to who she believed she was right Mm -hmm. and her sitcom went through the roof and had that kind of success right by the same token you kind of acted the same way and it knocked you down right right yeah i mean it's it's to me
1: if if you don't continue to take risks in this business in this life then it's boring And and i refuse to do that and and I, It served you, but you have the wherewithal. But to, it's also not served me. So when you say, was this, you know, in the end, when we go to heaven and the scorecard's there and it says comedian, is it going to be the positive or the negative? And I don't know. I don't know because... Because we, we can't we but, can't
0: rely on our past and we can't look to the future. Are you happy right now? Are you happy? Your career is good. Yeah. Are you happy? Mm. I am happy in the sense that... You know, I just put
1: a spe- my one of my uh, older specials, the last one, more than loud, which was on Showtime. I find my management finally convinced me. It took years to put it up on YouTube. Okay, I thought I was gonna resell it. I thought I'd get it up on Netflix, package it with a new special. That didn't happen, and it's sort of taking off, and it's sort of introducing me to audiences and people that have never seen or heard me before, and they're like, "Why have I never heard of you?" Which to me, I love. So we'll put a link to it. What is it? What is it called? More than loud. Well, More now with loudly. social media, Jeremy you don't necessarily
2: need um, someone to buy it or a network to buy right. anything anymore. Right. So you can the be whole... in charge of your own destiny and your own career, basically, because you could decide what to put up and what you like. And audience will either be attracted to it or not.
0: Right. The entire... People like uh, Andrew Schultz, you know, he just did that special and Netflix wanted to edit it and do it a certain oh, way. Really? because. Do you don't know about this? I don't know this. No. Do you know who he is? Yeah, I do. I yeah. Do. So he's he's blowing up huge. I mean, he's already big. But what what he did was Netflix. Uh, he want, you know. But see, left- if it didn't, you'd say Andrew Schultz, what an idiot!
1: I knew at the time, right? You can like if comedian blew me up, you would you'd go back and rewrite in your head
0: that, that this was the greatest thing that you ever did. I'm not saying it isn't the greatest thing you ever did. I'm just saying I'm asking you how you feel about it and what you, your perception of that. I'm are, not, I'm you not... ask
1: me if I'm happy. There are days, Howie, that I cannot believe that I make a living doing this, that I've achieved what I've, I've achieved. I, I'm, I'm being honest. There are days that I can't believe you text me back. I can't, I'm, I'm serious. I can't believe that, that, that I can put a special up on YouTube and people can see it. I mean, it really, I, I can't believe that I close the improv in Los Angeles every weekend I'm in town and they'll let me do it 12 weekends in a row. I can't, to me, I can't believe it. It's only when I stop and I measure myself up against other
0: people and what I feel like I I could be that I get disappointed. But at the end. But the point is, that's the problem. The problem is we have, and that's what social media does. We have a a litmus test, a measure. Measuring is not good. You should not measure because then it's, I'm this and they're that. And the truth is I know comedians, I won't mention names, but I know comedians that can sell out arenas, arenas all over the world. And I promise you, I I can go up to four people on the street randomly that don't even know their name huh. you know yeah so you know the, our the for me the uh success is is waking up and looking forward to do whatever you're going to do and that's success and in the realm of things when you measure at the end if you say when we all get to heaven nobody's going to talk about this show nobody's going to talk about this the, this amount of ticket sales did you live that quality that you wanted to live you know i'm constantly now at this age I'll see an old movie and they'll tell me and I, and I look it up, you know, I Google it and they'll go, that was the biggest star of his day. I don't know his fucking name. Right. You look know, at when Steve Jobs died a
1: month later, nobody cared and everybody was maligning his name. And it was like, it's crazy. Like yeah. when you're gone,
0: you're gone. I want to ask you the same question. What? Are you happy, Howie Mandel? No, I have a hard time being happy. And that's my struggle throughout my life. That's why I talk about mental health. Happiness eludes me. Um, I, I try to distract myself, doing this in this moment, sitting with my daughter, talking to a friend, talking to somebody I respect. At this particular second, I'm happy. But the the problem is, I feel like I'm balancing on a fence, and I I constantly, um, uh, you know, uh, I I need I need to be busy in order to be happy. Am I generally happy? My my space? face is not happy why is that I don't know it's mental, my mental health it's like why do you have a bad back why do you have a bad knee I have bad uh I, I have a very weak psyche I do and and nothing in my life is uh, is there to make me comfortable you know as a, as a germaphobe as somebody with OCD I've picked a very public right. you know path yeah. I don't want to really touch or be around people.
1: I, I remember during, uh, I think it was COVID. There was, maybe there was an article that came out that you were having trouble with this and by being alone so
0: much. And I remember f- feeling for you as, as I do right well, now. Well, I when say you tell as, me a, this as a, and- as a, as a joke, like people say I got COVID yeah. and the hardest part of COVID was not the symptoms. The hardest mm-hmm. part of COVID was being locked away for 10 days not being able to go to work, not being able to distract myself, not having really anybody to talk to outside on the phone or, or you know FaceTiming mm-hmm. people or whatever. That was the hard. It sounds ridiculous. That's the hardest thing. And people will say, "I live in a beautiful home. I was in a beautiful room. I had TV. I had whatever at my yeah. you know. I, I had somebody who I'm lucky enough that uh, you know lives at our house that cooked meals and left them by the door. I had a great me. Right. I I understand that I'm living in. Uh, on paper, much easier life than 99% of the world. That being said, in my own head, I'm ravaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, it's, I'm sorry. And no, you don't have to be sorry. It, I just, know, it's a, but we're all a work,
1: we're all a work in progress. And, and, and I remember I sent you a text. Yeah. And I said, uh, let's grab lunch. <laughs> and that was just, that was my code for like, Hey man, I love you. Oh, thank and, you. And I love you too, buddy. Your, your buddy and, and like, you know, I appreciate all the kind words and sentiment and uh, the fact that you invite me and, in. you know, I come in here and I'm just in awe of what you're doing and your spirit and the fact that you have such drive, just, uh, you know, cause there are days where I, I go, you know what? I can lay back. I'm in the finals. I, I can lay back. I've, I've done well enough that I don't probably have to worry. Knock on wood. And to see your drive, I just I admire and respect that. My and drive I is that to...
0: of a hamster on a on a on a, a treadmill because the truth is that I listen for all intents and purposes I could lay back, but it'll be dark. Yeah, I mean that's that's
1: what's interesting. Like you can't like some days I just end the day by sitting in my backyard in a chair and just looking out and, and seeing you know the the trees and and being just so content and having silence. And I think
0: silence is your enemy. It really is.
2: All right, I'm excited. We're talking about Shady Rays.
0: Yeah, we're both wearing our Shady raids.
2: Rays. <laughs> rays. <laughs> rays. Shady Rays. How cool are they? Aren't they're, they cool?
0: They're really cool. You know what I love about them? Huh. They're not expensive, but they look expensive, uh-huh. right? So they're a great gift for a loved one or for yourself. And they have in, this insane protection plan. Do You know about that?
2: I do know about it. And it transfers to anyone that you give it to, too. Right. So it's awesome because even if you lose it, you drop it, you break it, whatever it is, you can return it or exchange oh, them. You come. Are you going to? No, stop. No, why would you do that?
0: No, because I'm going to show you. I'm going to return. But I can... why
2: would you do that? Oh, maybe you're
0: right. I shouldn't have done that.
2: Dad. No,
0: I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> okay. No, but I can return these. Well, even with that
2: strong of protection program, they still managed to make quality that I can tell you by holding (laughs) in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Yeah, (laughs) people love Shady Rays. Customers seem to agree with over two hundred (laughs) thousand five. Five-star reviews. <laughs> Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have- So don- I'm going to
0: place another order and I'm going to feed more people.
2: And have donated over 20 million meals to date. You can't even break them. You're trying no, to break these them are and you really can't, strong. Break, you can't them. break them. You can't
0: break They're unbreakable. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, look. The lent They are. These are made amazingly. I can't even break them. These are good. Look, I can even put them back to the way they were. Look at this, and you won't notice the difference.
2: Well, guess what? They have free returns Uh, and exchanges. But you know what? You either love the Shady Rays, or they'll pay to ship them back for you.
0: Boom. Wait. I know. Whoa. I know.
2: No way. Uh, Yes way.
0: (laughs) Hello, Shady Rays. Okay. You can't even ruin them. Okay.
2: Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays this is running is the
0: strongest glasses I've ever heard of.
2: Their deepest deal of the season. Use code Howie for 50% off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at shadyrays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades.
0: <laughs> yeah. Couldn't break <laughs> it. I couldn't break them.
2: That's so funny. The dichotomy of what you just said. You said like comparing yourself to other people brings you misery, and then you said also comparing yourself gives you drive to push and go harder.
1: Did I say that about the drive?
2: I, I think so. Unless I, I don't know if I did, but what it, you it, were it, saying it. Uh,
1: I mean, it is for sure. But I'll never. There is no chance I will achieve Why? what your father has achieved. Why? Why?
0: Why are you saying that?
1: I mean, just look at your collectibles. Even if I started now, <laughs> I can't catch
0: up. I can't catch up. Even in this wall you over can. here, just... I can't catch up to. I can't. I can't. We can, but uh-huh. you, but you're saying you can't, so you won't. Can't is I won't. He's no, one
2: step away from. Can't borders. as I
0: can't is <laughs> I tried. I tried hard. You know, no can't is I won't. As long as you're here, you can. It's when you won't. And that's where you, you know, you got up from the comedian, you get up from whatever it is where you're trying to sell a special and then you end up putting it on another platform. I, you know, at my age, I'm about to be 67 years old. I'm not any different than anybody else, but I want to do things that, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, would probably do when they're younger. And then they want to be able, I would love to be able to have the psyche where I can relax. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you think if you had that psyche
1: that could relax and you didn't have this fear of being alone or silence, do you think you would have gone as far as you've gone in this business?
0: No, I think that's, I told you, I'm the hamster on the treadmill. I got to keep that treadmill going. That keeps the light on and the light being the lightness in my life.
1: And so you would trade, you would, I guarantee in a minute, you would trade your wall of tchotchkes, your success, this hanger, everything, wherever mm-hmm, we are, mm-hmm. for the peace of
0: mind that other people have. Success for me, people go, what do you have to do to be successful? And you know, the first time on a dare that I got up on stage in April, 1977 in in Toronto and people kind of accepted me and laughed at me. That was success. I found something I was looking forward to, and I, I felt happy that I found something, even if it was two, three times a week, if I could be a waiter, I wasn't chasing the tonight show. I wasn't chasing notoriety or fame. I wasn't really chasing money. So if I could be happy, happy is the goal, happy is the currency. If I can do that, yeah, I would, right now doing this and chasing these things, and this is just uh, the shit that blows off of it, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about the things, you know, 90% of these things are things that have been, he's looking at a shelf of shit, of where it's over, I've been canceled, or old jobs I've had, yeah. I just don't throw shit away, <laughs> is uh, is what, what that is, it's not. We it has, should go on Pawn Stars and just sell all this stuff. Is what we should. Do. I mean, my wife,
1: my wife would love you. Some it is just bullshit,
2: too. You have a human organ transplant plaque. That's just uh, my kids. I think got it for him at Big Bear. It's can I meaningless. ask? Can I ask you a question?
1: Yeah. Is it hard to hear your dad talk about what he you, you described as mental illness? Does that? I saw a looking this visceral sort of reaction in your eye. Like,
2: well, I actually suffer from the same mental illness that he does. So it's hard because I know how he feels a lot of the time and I feel bad that he feels that and but I understand it. it, but, um, It's genetic.
0: She yeah. has it too. Yeah. You know, it isn't, think of, uh, you know, your psyche is an organ. You know, if you're, you're, you said you're uh, resting your knee. What's wrong with your knee? Did I say I was, Oh, oh no, you said you're I, in town I, healing. Your yeah. Knee. It's, it's surgery. Do what you want to switch off of this? We can switch. No, off no, subject. no. I wasn't trying to, okay. uh, but I'm saying it's the same thing. Why right. did you have surgery on your knee? Uh, it's sort of embarrassing can I,
1: uh, because it, it sounds like a humble brag, but when we were filming Teen Wolf, there was a stunt. You did a stunt. I did a, st- <laughs> I wouldn't call it a stunt, but- in, well, What did you do? I had to run, I'm, I'm a lacrosse uh, coach. I had to run down the lacrosse field mm-hmm. and slide on my knees after a big goal. Mm -hmm. and it was AstroTurf, which Mm -hmm. underneath is pavement, and it's like fake grass. And when I went to slide, Mm -hmm. my knee stopped and my fat upper torso kept going, and I heard pop.
2: That is a humble brag that right there. Yeah. Yeah. When I heard that, I'm like, wow.
1: But here's the best part. Here's the best part. I've tried to tell this on stage and Uh I can't get it to work Uh because the setup is so long. So I paramount, the studio immediately took responsibility. They looked at the tape and they put me on workman's comp and they did an MRI and they sent me to a doctor here. Great doctor. He's the, uh, for the hockey team, the, the LA, uh, whatever they're called Kings. Is that their Yeah. 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 So he's the doctor for them. So, he said, uh, "You you you tore your ACL. We're gonna probably gonna have to do surgery. Let's rehab it a little bit. Let's see where it goes." I go back six weeks later, and he said, "And I, I said, let's do the surgery." And I said, "What's the process?" And I have an advocate because this is working comp. I have a nurse, a full time nurse that works on my case. She travels with me to all the appointments. Like it's really it's cool, and she takes notes. And so he said, "We're just gonna go in." And we're just going to repair the meniscus. And I said, what about the ACL? He said, the ACL's fine. I said, no, in the first appointment, you said I tore my ACL. And I looked at the court reporter, the nurse. I go, <laughs> here we go. Right? right? I'm checking the third base. Did he check swing? Is this a strike? And he's out. And she looked at the notes and she said, no. He said, you, uh, you tore your meniscus. And I said, I'm starting to think all these women that say I don't listen might have a point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I listen. Like at least sixty percent of the women I date say you don't listen, and it might be more. Might be hundred percent. Maybe I didn't listen to the other forty percent saying
0: it. <laughs> this is a long way around to what I was saying, but the way you hurt your knee yes. and the way your knee has to be re- rehabbed—that's <laughs> a great bit. If you can't get it to work. It mm. works. It's it's a it's a lot of silence getting it. You know, it's, it's the setup. You know what it probably is? You're probably playing in front of a female audience, and they're not listening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, a male audience is yeah, not listening. Yeah, <laughs> The women listen. They're yeah. right there. They can, you know, they're, they're natural. Wait, before
2: you get back to your point, was it the ACL or the meniscus? It
1: was the meniscus. They repaired it, and now I am... And you
2: really didn't listen?
1: I heard... <laughs> I heard ACL, and when you tell people you tore your ACL, that's a that's a that's a banner injury. People, I'll, I'll drive you anywhere. I'll cook for you. Oh my God, people like they listen. And then I said, oh, I tore, it turns out it's my meniscus. They're go- Where are you going? Nobody wants to cook for you now. Neighbors are just dropping off corn. That's all I get. Corn on the cob. ACL. Full meals.
0: We're showing up.
1: Full meals. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant.
0: That is brilliant. I'm just saying, like, like that, yes. like that. Your meniscus is my psyche. And I, Howie, I understand this, and
1: I didn't understand this ten years, twenty, thirty years ago. And that's what I love about this—the awareness
0: of— men, and I have trouble saying mental illness. I really. Well, I don't. I don't like what people say. Mental. She says it. I say mental health. Mental health. Mental health. Because it's not. Did I
2: say mental illness?
0: Yes. I'm oh. also mentally ill. You said. Well,
2: I don't know. I said, I said that that's yeah, what I, said? I listened. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, because I now
1: I now have had enough people in my life that's that suffer and I do get it and I do get that it like because I I was dating somebody once and 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 I was reading about it to sort of try and relate and they'd say, tomorrow's gonna be a better
0: day. And that doesn't work. Like I've had days where I'm really bummed out. Does it bother you on a date? You said you were dating somebody who kept saying tomorrow's going to be a better day. <laughs> no, I said not, it. Uh-huh. Oh, I said it to her
1: because she was down. Oh, okay. And I said tomorrow's going to be a better day. And I, I, we all have really bad days. And I think if I had a lot of these, man, I don't know what I would do. And I, and I would think in my head, uh, well, tomorrow's going to be a better day. Well, it doesn't work to get to tomorrow. That's a long. That's far away.
0: Yeah. The key is trying to live in the now which is really hard, because the now is hard because you're concerned about, it. right now you either are thinking about what could happen, and that's what we do career-wise, that's what we do in our life. You go, I better do this, because you know what could happen? Mm-hmm. This could happen. Or you're, you rest on what did happen, and you just don't want that to happen again. Right. You know what I mean? This did happen. Everybody lives either in the past or the future, and then we realize you know, we're always missing the now. We are always missing the now, you know, as you get to I'm 67 years old now and I, I spent most of my life going, I can't wait till the show comes on. I can't right. wait till I get this or I got to get the Tonight Show or I'm going to do this. I was always like fighting for the future instead of enjoying that, you know, but I today, think That's a beautiful aphorism,
1: but it's you can't always live in the now. You just can't. We, we, it's, we're not built for that, but
0: we should. No, You we, know, we, right you now die. I'm sitting in a room... You would die? Yes, you would
1: die. Why? Why? Because you have to... You're so to, positive. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You have to live in the past. You have to... No. Yes, you do. Learn from mm. your mistakes. This entire podcast is about my past. <laughs> should I just have come on and go, Howie? You know what? Love to talk to you about comedian. I'm sure it'd be riveting for your listeners, but... I'm in the
0: now Yeah, right easy now. for you to say, Dad. Yeah. You've been
2: asking I'm him about his now. past for an hour.
0: Yeah, <laughs> And you know what's weird? This, this podcast isn't even live, yeah. so people are listening to it. Yeah. We, we recorded it in the past.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, so you're going to be, your now is not our now. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> listeners? Here, here's the other thing. This podcast started off really poorly for me, and I go, this Howie Mandel <laughs> is out playing me on chess, and I'm going to have to turn it. And I you had, did. I
0: did. You did. I did because You won.
1: I, you were. I go. He's, you
0: won. Can I tell you, you why? Can I tell no, you one no, no, thing? no, 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 <sighs> no, no. Okay, let go me ahead. think of this. Okay. You won. How do you spell one? I we, W-O-N, which is the opposite backwards of now. Ta-da. See, but Howie, here's
1: the problem with your <laughs> podcast. When we're out there, you're this nice, jovial, sweet guy encouraging me. And then you come in here and it's a different Howie. It's a different Howie it. What, what am I here? I don't know. You just. Oh, my, I don't know. It's very sort of, and you're very controlling. And I. And I. And you're smart. You're but you don't sm- like. You don't like this, Howie. No, I. I turned it. Thank God.
2: I didn't like it either growing up. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't just
0: blame wait you. Wait a minute. Wait just, <laughs>
2: just, yeah.
0: This is not good for my mental health. <laughs> wait, am I different on this podcast? No,
2: because I know. Like you're so bubbly and happy when you. I saw you when you were out there. Look at this and look at yeah. this and blah, blah blah. And you come in here and. You're like, Let's talk. Let's talk about what happened in the past.
0: Holy did I Did I fuck you
1: over? I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. You did. And uh, to are be you honest pissed with off you, off? I'm no, sorry. Let's move the podcast out there. Yeah. That is what I think. The energy out there is great. I, I didn't mean to. Did I fuck you over? It did was, it, to me, listen, uh, you, your comedians are very smart. And I just did a, a very high profile podcast, and you can I, mention names. I, I did Mark Maron's podcast. Okay, okay, and not I, like yours. And I went in not knowing what to expect, because <laughs> right? Because
0: what he's saying is, this is he's done a high profile <laughs> podcast, and then he he slipped down to
1: this. Yeah, that no, is, I get it. Yeah, I get it. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what you said. Do you think that's maybe, how I took it? Well, maybe if you didn't attack your guests. <laughs> You never hire What you're saying is you're podcaster. no fucking Mark
0: Merrin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I No,
1: hey, listen. I'll let you know what my numbers are on on my podcast and my videos after this. I'll see what the bump is. Yeah. But, you know, Mark Mark is a guy. You and I are are friends. Right. Mark and I I don't even have Mark's number. Mark right. is a guy that has uh, attacked me and we've sort of had conflict our entire Right. Well, he's high,
0: he's high profile, not like me. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> go ahead so
1: uh what's your point <laughs> the point is when you were out there you were so sweet and tender i go this is going to be a blast and then we come in here and go what i didn't tell you about my daughter what do you mean i didn't t-? i'm like oh my god i'm what? just <laughs> i'm just trying to say some sides and
0: everything uh, no did i did i fucking attack did no I atta- it just
1: felt can you did
2: Can I tell you something you? though? Yes. He's gonna after this podcast. Now oh, this no. is all he's going to be thinking oh, no.
0: about. Was he's I bad? Was it he's bad? He's gonna
2: message you 100 hundred. Was this times. a bad
0: experience? No, Did it start is, off bad? Yes.
1: It. it <sighs> and, oh shit. And but, Rich, I'm looking at the third base coach. What is it?
0: He's was going out.
1: He's going out. Str- yes. Thank you. I would edit out the beginning. I'd go right out of the corn bit, let them let the listeners go. Why does he keep talking about having corn for dinner?
0: Like <laughs> what did I do wrong? I want to learn you I did... want to be the next Mark Marin
1: He didn't do anything wrong.
0: No, what did I do that was
1: that was uncomfortable. It just felt when I sat down, it it was, uh, you know, maybe maybe do what Letterman did. Don't see the guest before the show. So it's not a shock. Yeah. It's not like a switch. It felt like a switch. Am I allowed to say this? Yeah. No, this
0: is is this comedian two now? Yeah. I, uh, no, but it's my, I'm the comedian now. Yeah. I didn't think it would come out like this. I M- thought you would support me Maybe would. in my in my podcast. I thought you were a friend. No. I had no idea just, that you would attack me I'm not <laughs> on my own podcast. No, I'm not attacking you. No. no, you're saying it didn't go well, and you're saying you did a high-profile podcast, and now you're settling on this. No, that is not what I said. It's exactly I, I, what you why said. Why would I
1: go backwards? I did a, I'm doing a higher-profile podcast. It's podca- like skiing. No. It's that you go to the top of the hill, oh, and then you Oh, here we are, on Mount Everest, again yes <laughs> let me tell you what really happened Howie I saw the producer give the wrap it up and I go no way can we Wait. wrap it up now there's no way that did he Howie- make a signal no I go I don't want Howie to no. be al- I don't know <laughs> you to- lying I don't want Howie to be alone with his thoughts out there I'm going to continue this on I'm going to get controversial
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's controversial but it was just like I, I feel bad I'm what is the honest with
1: gallery do you think the beginning of the podcast was a little bit what who are you asking? A guy who believes the earth Whoa. is
0: flat? Um, no, no. He and then a
2: switch. Ask Rich.
0: Rich? Mm. Rich? <laughs> Rich knows about your Uh-oh. friendly side. Everybody's
2: good. I thought it was fascinating because I like how I find you amazing. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. And I did watch it too, and I was I knew you were misrepresented. With people it happens all the time. Oh, I we're
0: not talking show. about comedian. We're talking about yeah. the beginning. The, the, of- we're talking oh, about this yeah. podcast. But yeah. that, that's what he's talking about. That I have misrepresented. <laughs> he's in you. the wrong now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's at that. a different now.
2: Uh, yeah. I, I liked the opera. I thought it was fun. I liked it.
0: Okay, that's it no, but right. you felt that I was. It was a uh, like. Oh my God. No, Howie, you're missing. I don't want to hurt you. I love you. Yes. I don't, and I have from the, the, before we do, for years. No, you and hated I will me in the always support. I would always support you. Yes. I'm fascinated by that documentary. I've never publicly talked about the documentary face-to-face with you. It isn't something that's bubbly and sweet and nice. And I thought I would open with it. And I also think that, you know, viewers, listen, we all go on other people's podcasts. You go on really high-profile ones. And then you go on low-profile ones to find, you know, you can get my 35 listeners.
1: Okay, okay. I've got to clear everything up here. Go ahead. (laughs) Before this becomes. And and even your posture has changed. You're now, like, leaning in you're like ready to jump I'm not over leaning the table. in
0: i'm i'm i mean this is good posture it's not leaning in staples we, gave me free chairs and this posture I wish, is about uh staples canada's new chairs I, I you know
1: i wish staples would send me some chairs my my office chair just broke i just lost i even do you know what eames is i have an eames chair and i was sitting it in the other day it's a lounge chair and the back i flipped off of it
0: and broke the entire chair would never happen with a staples chair
1: I love Staples. Sta- Canada. Staples. You know what I love about Staples? Uh-huh. If anywhere on this flat earth, you need office supplies. Uh-huh. <laughs> staples. Canada. Oh, staples, Canada? I'm the spokesperson for spe- Staples, Canada.
2: Specifically Canada. Uh,
1: here's the problem. When they ship that stuff, the duty, it's a pain in the ass. But here's here's what I'm talking about with the beginning. Okay. I have no problem discussing comedians. I have no problem with you not liking me in comedians. I have no problem with any of that. I just... I guess I was taking it back. There was a hey, our guest today is Orni Adams, and we're excited to have Orni as blah 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 blah. We'll go back and tape this now, and the the, the flat earther will edit all this perfectly. Oh, uh, <laughs> but what I was, I was actually giving you a, a, a nod of respect that you are so good at controlling a situation that I allowed it, and I at one point I said. It's time to make the switch. So I just want you to know, I was playing a little rope-a-dope over here. I was letting you punch <laughs> punch yourself out. And now I, I and now it's like, well, oh no, is, is Orny out? Is he out? This Howie Mandela's a lot of body shots. And then all of a sudden.
2: This poof, is very calculated.
0: I don't know. Apparently he won. <laughs>
2: he won you he won, won. won no, again. No, I didn't. You won.
0: I think you did. I didn't want. I think you won. Howie. I think <laughs> you won. What should people, so they should go to that. We're gonna put the link to yes. your YouTube special. Yeah. And what else? and uh, orneyadams.com yeah, yeah yeah uh, yeah add Orny Adams on all uh, social media and, and you're very active too I, I, I see your right. stuff all the time and, and yeah. your podcast you, <laughs> and your podcast Yeah. yes yes uh, and um, and yeah. also you can hear him on if you if you've enjoyed this he's also on much higher profile no. <laughs> podcasts than this why but just a, this is a nice little warm up to listen to the big podcast. for the record I very- reached out to you to be on this I wanted to be on this Right. I don't, we didn't ha, we don't have a booker. We don't have a, we're low profile. You know how he gets
2: his gut you know how he gets his guests? I'm not joking. Yeah. He'll be out in public. We'll be having lunch or dinner yeah. somewhere, and he's like, oh look, there's so and so, and runs up to them and says, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? So it's probably just because he hasn't seen you out yeah, yet. Yeah, if I
0: haven't seen you, yeah. I, I, the, in fact on the next episode, we have the the hostess from Neil's dining uh, lounge. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I upset you, Howie, and I didn't no, mean to. I'm not upset. Okay. I live upset. That's my no, no, but, but you have to understand. I feel bad. I want to end These this, are like but two I want to end. All not that enough. That notes.
2: That are no, they're so oh. concerned. So fucking neurotic. It's two people that are so concerned with how each other feel about one another. I'm happy.
0: I'm not, well, no, but I- I'm as happy as I can be. But I'm happy. Yeah, I just want to Are be, you happy? Yes, but I just want to, Did you have a good time? I had a great time, but I want to, I, know. I want to be clear that I don't think that you attacked
1: <laughs> me at the beginning.
0: I thought I don't it was think awkward. I attacked you. I don't think I attacked okay. you. I, I know thought you do. I was I, I sometimes I'm not aware of how I sound. My wife will go, "Why are you mad?" and I go, "I'm not mad." Yeah. All the time. "Why are you yelling?" I go, "I'm not yelling." I'm not really aware of how I sound and what I do. I, I really I'm just this 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 uh, lump of flesh that screams sometimes. <laughs> that's all i am yeah and people find it funny from time to time and they put me on television and uh when i'm not on television and i'm not performing stand-up comic comedy my daughter will bring this lump of flesh into this room (laughs) with a microphone and i get to talk to friends yeah not high profile it's not high profile (laughs) what
1: happened to this high? is that the that's the trigger that's the thing that this is very high profile for me.
0: Really? I could barely sleep last night. I was anxious about it. You know, we're number 35 in Croatia. <laughs> and that's not a joke. Is that we? true? Is that true? 25. 25. Is that true? 25. Well, going to be 15 after this one. Yeah. In Croatia, we are number 25. So we moved up. We were 35, were we Wasn't not? Wasn't
2: it also Trinidad?
0: Where else? 25th in Croatia, 25th in Trinidad, 32nd in Lebanon.
2: We have a sign up. You know that there's a sign up yeah. there so we're, that they we're never forget. the ladder. Yeah.
1: Not here. Not in here the other for room. The,
0: oh, the, the motivation? That's the motivation. Yeah. Yes. We're hoping one day, one day to be in the top 20 in, in Lebanon. Lebanon. Wow. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. It really is. I know. Is it... All video, or do we put the audio out somewhere too?
0: Oh, we should put the audio out. We do. We have audio. That's everything. a good idea. Have- Thank God we have you. We have a podcast. We haven't been broadcast. Okay. Am I out. being
1: attacked now? Yes. Okay. Yes, you are. This is this is exact. Okay. You know what? Open the show with that clip. Okay, <laughs> just mix it around. Let's do our own documentary and we'll make Howie look horrible. And people go, Howie, you did attack him at the beginning of the podcast. I didn't he said, attack you. No, I did you not, didn't. I did not I'm attack you. I'm giving you an example of I did not editing. attack you. I
0: know you did. There will but be no I'm editing. I'm not editing. You attacked me. Point. This is the first time I've ever been attacked on this show. <laughs> I'm
1: saying if- Har- In front of my daughter, no less. I'm saying if Harvey Weinstein- Play the theme. If Harvey Weinstein edited this podcast, he would take that clip Put it at the beginning so the audience go, he did attack him. That's what I'm saying. Perfect. Do you hear something in your ears? No. <laughs>